Hello, beautiful people. Claire here. I'm back. I've been having so much fun lately that I forgot to put out an episode last week. Um, my bad. I will tell you all about it, but first, that was Kill Mama with Bad Rap to start us off. I got to see them at Will's Pub opening for the Coat Hangers a couple of weeks ago in Orlando. And Sophie was kind enough to join me the next day via telephone. This is the gushiest episode of my Altered podcast to date. Seeing Kill Mama live blew my mind. I'm their biggest fan now. Yep, it's me. I've not stopped listening to their EP on iTunes since I saw them. This is a band to watch out for. I'm hoping to see them again soon since they are based in Florida. So listen in as Sophie tells us that music is really the only thing for her, which is lucky because she makes incredible music. Before we get to Sophie, though, here's a word from our sponsor over at Social Advisors. Right after Red Gold Green with their song Running Away, they opened up with this song when I saw them on Saturday at the House of Blues in Orlando with the Expendables amazing show. I think Red Gold Green totally stole it. And I got to meet Marcus Parham, aka Red, from the band when he was manning their merch table. What a nice guy. He gave me not one, but two hugs. I was super late and talking like a fucking crazy person, but he was still so nice to me and totally made me feel better because I was freaking out thinking that I had missed them play. Totally made my night to meet him. I hope to get them on the show sometime soon. I will be writing up a review of their performance with Tribal Theory and The Expendables for showsigoto.com. So look for that. All right, promo time. Social Advisors is not your average digital marketing firm. Their team puts the fun in funky through every campaign that is tailored and customized to fit your specific vision. The advisors do everything from actively developing custom content and utilizing white glove social media marketing to high touch social media engagement and creating crisp email campaigns. The results are fast and valuable. Visit social-advisors.com or click the banner ad on mindalteredmedia.com to increase your leads and sale opportunities today. Sophie Sputnik of Kill Mama. Hello. So you just took your first real shower after being on tour and you feel like a new person, huh? Yeah. Yeah, like my first real shower. Like I did showers on tour, but this one was like in my shower. And yeah, it was different. like... You have all your products. Like changing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can stay in as long as you want. How long have you... How long were you on tour for? Oh, it was a really small one. It was from, I think, uh, Wednesday. And then today is our last day, but it's a home show at uh, Churchill's in Miami. Cool. And uh, you've, yeah. been, you've been opening for the Coat Hangers this past week. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, for a few shows. Have you met them before, or you just met them for this tour? I met Steph, the drummer at Radioactive, and we talked for a little while. And then me and Robbie played guitar in my band. We, like, reached out to them, like, over time, a couple times. And then Robbie saw that they were coming down here. And they were, like, really nice, and we just sort of, like, ended up 
being able to create like a little tour with them while they, they go through Florida. So it was like over, it was like a series of events that took a really long time but ended up working out, which is really nice because it doesn't always work out, you know. Right. Yeah. Especially, yeah, people's schedules get so crazy. Do you have any shows coming up? Yeah, we have a lot of shows. I don't even, me and Robbie were talking about on the way here that we need to like write them all down. But like for February, uh, the rest of February and March, like we're playing a lot in, um, from like West Palm Beach to Miami. I know uh, Selma and the Sleeves are coming down to Miami and West Palm. We're playing both those shows with them, which we're really excited about because we were on tour last time they were here. So I always really like it when there's female lead groups coming down and I get to play with them. I don't know. That's just exciting for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I get really excited about seeing female bands. I, I feel really bad sometimes because I don't, I don't feature as many women as I would like to on the show. But in in, yeah. compa- in comparison, it's just not that there's not anywhere near the numbers. And right, yeah, you have to you have to dig a little bit more. But I was floored to see you last night. I've I've honestly not listened to you before. I didn't do my yeah. homework. I didn't do my homework this time. Okay. <laughs> and and I came back a little bit late from from getting a little something something out of my car. <laughs> I walked in the room and you were sitting behind your drum kit and your hair was completely covering your face and I was immediately like, "Ooh, this is interesting." And then you opened your mouth and I was like, "Oh, holy shit. It was an awesome show." <laughs> <laughs> it's an awesome that's, show. That's the reaction that we want, so that's good. Good. Yeah, I have a penchant for, for two-piece bands anyway, like the Black Keys and, and the Bots. Yeah. Yeah, I like. I never really cared to be in a two-piece. I was not like, oh, someday I want to be in a two-piece band. I, I knew I wanted to play music. I didn't know like what form it was going to take, but like Robbie's just such a good guitar player, and he knows how to work his tone so well, and I don't know, he's just fun to play with. So it's just like he's ending up, up like that. Like every now and then I'm like, I want, you know, someone to play organ or something or like a Wurlitzer or something like in our band. But it just hasn't happened. So we've just remained a two-piece and it's, it's just easy to tour with. And, you know, it's just like cheaper. So we <laughs> yeah, keep it going. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, I see some bands that are like 15 members strong. And it yeah, must just be impossible that. to yeah. coordinate, get hotel rooms and find accommodations and food for everybody, you know. Right, right. Yeah, that's insane. That's like, yeah, like a school. I mean, I get it, though. Like, I think it would be really... I I also play in this other band, Kalosima, and they're like a seven-piece, and it's like really fun to have that many people on stage and like just dance around. And so I get it. Like, I get why people want to do that and have like an orchestrated sound behind them, you know? What's the name of the band? Oh, uh, Kalosima. Kalosima. It's like Q-U-E. L A S T I M A, and they're from they're from like Delray, like West Palm, and they're like uh what do they call them circus circus trash music or something like that. That's cool. It's it's really fun. I bet. Do you play drums in that as well? No, I just sing. Oh, okay. I just sing in that. Yeah, and I like dance around with the tambourine. And, like I don't know. Like a gypsy. <laughs> like gypsy trash. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> When when did you know that music was it for you? When did you know that you wanted to play? When I was really little, my dad's a guitar player, my mom's a singer, so those little things were I don't know, was a little complicated back then in the in those years and one of my like fondest memories is when my dad would play blues guitar and he would let me make up words over it. And so I don't know, that was like kind of the beginning and I would just he would do like the regular like blues, you know, uh, saying like dun, 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 
and I would like sing about like how school is not cool, and, like, <laughs> like swim in the pool, that's, <laughs> and then that's the um, blues, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, rhyming, yeah. I don't know, and then from there, like I just it, it took different forms, but it's just always been the thing, and it also it's like the only thing I can do. Like I've tried to do other things, and I'm I'm not good at um, anything else. So no, I yeah, I'm like uh. You can ask anybody, and like, uh, I'm not very coordinated, I'm always late, and uh, I'm a little a bit of an airhead, but when I, like, play music, for some reason, all of that goes away, and I get to be, like, somebody else, so it's really nice. And your sound is really diverse, too. Like, you covered a lot of different uh, genres, like, definitely the blues, I definitely heard a lot of blues in your music last night. Yeah. A lot of yeah. rock and roll, a little punk rock, you even had, like, a hardcore scream at one point. Yeah, that's, like, it's all, like, based on the crowd and, like, how our dynamics are going to form with, like, the energy in the venue, but, and, like, last night was really great, so I ended up screaming a lot, and also, Robbie, he loves the Misfits, and he loves, like, classic rock and, like, Thin Lizzy and stuff like that, and I I've, like, love, like, Nina Simone and, like, I don't know, R&B and, like, old school uh, Motown and, like, all that stuff, so I think it's, like, sort of, like, why, why it's, like, combined. Yeah, like I think that. that love of music really comes through too yeah you can always tell when somebody's playing music music and they know their their music history you know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah because you kind of you learn how to you learn how to build on that on like older themes you know and kind of make them your own as well as you go along yeah definitely like for sure I like I listen to a lot of like contemporary music too and I listen to like who inspires the artists that I'm you know, like, interested in, then I go listen to them and stuff, and it's kind of fun figuring out, like, where everybody's coming from, you know, and then taking pieces of it. Yeah. So, I, for sure. I love stuff like that. Yeah, I love learning who inspired my favorite musicians, you know? Yeah, right? Because then you can, like, hear it. Like, I, I love Angel Olsen, and I heard that. Um, I do, too. Oh, Roy Orbison. Yeah. Like, she's, I don't know, she, like, loves Roy Orbison, and then when I listened to her music after hearing Roy Orbison, I was like, oh, duh. That's cool. I didn't know that about her. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, so you grew up playing guitar then, I take it. I tried to play instruments, but I was, like, really bad at them. And I don't know, like, I just sang, I, and I just wanted to write songs. So whatever I could do, like, at my best ability, like, I would do. And I played, like, acoustic guitar first, yeah. And I didn't pick up drums till I was, like, 21 or 22, something like that. And it um, said, I, I read somewhere that you learned how to play drums in 72 hours. You taught yourself in 72 hours. <laughs> Yeah, Basic that's stuff. what it seemed like. Basically, <laughs> like, um, I was just drunk enough not to care if it sounded bad. There you so, go. And that kept me going for a really long time. There you go. <laughs> that's really funny because you called up an audience member last night to play drums, I believe for Bad Rep, your song Bad Rep. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, he was obviously trashed, but he had the best yeah. time up there banging on your drum set. <laughs> It was hilarious. Yeah. It's fun and like it's really fun to see like it's a fun challenge for Robbie to like have to learn how to play with all different types of people and it's just like I feel like a lot of times when people I know for me when I'm watching bands that I and I'm having a good time, I always want to go up. Like it makes me wanna play. So I always feel like there's somebody in the audience that like feels that way. You know, and why not like just let them like fuck around and like who the fuck? Who cares? Who cares if you suck? Like I've sucked <laughs> so much in my life, and I'm still here. You know, so 
Yeah, that that attitude definitely comes across. You seem very comfortable on stage. And like there are a few little moments where you were really playful. Like you were holding this this really long note at one point and you just kind of coughed in the middle. And it was so perfectly timed. It was it was adorable and hilarious. Yeah, it's just fun. Like it's good. It's good to be serious, but it's also you know it's healthy to laugh and stuff. So we try to like we try to add that in me and Rob, and he deals with me. So (laughs) I I don't think you should ever take grateful. Yeah, I don't think anybody should take themselves too seriously. Yeah, exactly. And I've totally done that too. And it's yeah, it never worked out. It's not fun. It's not fun to take yourself too seriously. No. How do you write your songs? You try to come up with the melodies first or do you tend to come up with lyrics first and then find the melodies later it's always different in kill mom i really like when robbie comes up with a melody like that's something i can like it, it's it's never lyrics first i know that for sure but i'll throughout days and or whatever like throughout my day i have like a little black book and i'll write little things in it that i don't know that like spark something and then when we go to write the lyrics or like the structured song that we have then i have like something to play off of but usually like i need like a reason to write a song like there needs to be something that i feel i need to write about in order for like the song to ever happen you know like if i'm numb or if robbie's numb like nothing will come out you know yeah it's definitely easier when it's emotionally driven to write. I yeah, I, I agree. With I that. know, like a lot of my favorite artists have, or are songwriters, and they're at this point where it doesn't matter, like what happened to them that day or where they're at. Like they can write a song no matter what. You know, yeah, I've heard and, that like, about that's the dream, but we still have to like wait around for like everything, all the stars to align, and like. <laughs> Everything happened perfectly so the song can come out, you know? I, yeah, I've heard that Dolly Parton writes a song every day. And, yeah. I mean, she's a musical God. freaking genius, though. Yeah. Regardless of how you... Yeah, exactly. Regardless of how you feel about country music or whatever else. Yeah. Yeah. I love old country, and I, I love her. Me and my girlfriend listen to her a lot. Dolly Parton. What's your favorite Dolly Parton song? What is it called? Rainbow... What is it? The Rainbow... Oh, River of Happiness is is the one that is always on. Nice. nice. I like I like the classic working nine to five because I'm like totally down with the the sound of the typewriters. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's a sound you don't hear much anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's like my fave. And then there's Jolene. You know, I don't know. That's I'm my not, favorite. Like, I don't know. Like the Jolene deep, is my favorite. Like, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking about about your songs, yeah, you you talk about some heavy stuff. Like you have a song called "Slow Suicide" that's like this real raw classic rock kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah. What kind of uh, emotions? I'm probably could guess at it, but what kind of emotions inspired "Slow Suicide"? It was actually based off somebody that was really close to me. Um, where I don't know, and I I can totally relate to this. I mean, like I guess the best way to put it, I much rather like. Sometimes I think, like, much rather die, like, instantly than, like, play out a really long, miserable life. You know what I mean? Like, if it's, like, really that bad. You know, like, I know a lot of people who have been, like, miserable for, like, in their, you know, into their 60s. I don't know. I'm trying. I don't want to, like, I mean, I just. It's like about somebody, so I don't want to like, you know, I'm just right. trying to figure out how to like. You don't want to blow them up. I gotcha. You know? I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've dealt with depression in my life and like sometimes it just felt like uh, I was just kind of living and not, I was not living. I was just like not dying. Right. You're you know, just and there's a couple lines in 
the song which is like about like the tv like drowning out like the silence and like i know i sometimes still have issues with that like not being able to sit still and like be in the quiet you know and like i need some sort of stimulation and stuff and it's like i don't know it's just to drown out maybe some of those voices that you know are creepy <laughs> And then I laugh after saying, right? I'm not schizophrenic or anything, you know. You know what I'm like. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I think I think everybody has like an inner an inner monologue, yeah, and different different things that tell them, you know, that whole like angel and devil kind of stereotype, you know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and it's like whichever voice is stronger. I'm always I'm continually amazed because I've dealt with depression too. And I'm I'm continually amazed at how watching other people deal with it and and knowing that that they could change their circumstances, but they just they just don't. Yeah, and, no, totally. And it's really hard to watch. And it like, is. And yeah. Then it, I've also been there, so I have empathy for it. And you know, it's just like sometimes it's just a waiting game, like you know, like right. being on the outside a bit. I, yeah, I think um, all you can do is offer yeah. support, and it's like that saying: you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You know, like you can see, right. you can see what they need, but, but just telling them it doesn't necessarily, it's not, it's not necessarily going to sink in, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I'm still really learning about that. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like I've had some friends in trouble like recently and I try, you know, like you don't want to come off sounding like you're better than them. Like there's just so many things like that play into it when you're trying to help somebody, you know? And it's just like, Hey, you know, like I think how I always handle it is like my door is open. If you're like, if you want to, if you want to change, if you want to do something about it but if you're if you're not planning on doing anything about it then I can't help you you know like right. it's pretty cliche but I'm still learning it's a tough situation certainly it's a tough situation to deal with like on a personal level and you know with friends and family too it's tough right so how did you and uh, and Rob get linked up Rob Kingsley your guitarist oh, yeah it's like so it's such a dumb story I um I lied on my resume to get a job at Apple because they paid really well. And and um, I got the job and he was working there and he was like in the back. And I thought he was like super weird when I first met him. But they, he just kept like, he knew I played music and I was playing like little sad songs on like a guitar or whatever. And he just kept like showing up, you know, like he was just always really nice. But I was just always like, why? Like, you know, who is this guy? Like, <laughs> And then, I don't know, like, somehow, just drunkenly, it all just sort of came about, and we ended up, like, he had this warehouse, and I would just play on his friend's drums, and, oh, Robbie's, like, such a good guy, and he, like, saved my ass a bunch of times, and, like, when I was being stupid, and I don't know, it just sort of, like, developed from there, but it was all because of fucking um, Apple, which, like, sucks, like, I wish I could say we met, like, I don't know, somewhere cooler. (laughs) Yeah. Like the uh, classified ads of a newspaper or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something like that. Or like some, you know, billboard or somewhere. Like, right. Or maybe at a show. You yeah, know, there you go. Or like some random, I don't know, coffee shop, I guess. Or whatever. I'm, con- like, I'm no, continually... Like, stereotypical, like, people that worked at Apple. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm continually amazed at, like, the random stuff that happens in life. Like every every moment leads you to the next moment, and it's like, how did you like? I don't know. I marvel sometimes at how I've arrived where I am, and they're like, oh, that's that's how. Like this completely random series of events. Yeah, 
I know. It's like I had no. All I wanted was like a job at Apple to like get by, so I could afford rent and like be a normal person. But like, it totally didn't happen. And I totally got fired. <laughs> but I ended up meeting like one of my best friends and like touring nationally with them like twice. You know, it's just like awesome. That's way better. Yeah, way better than. Uh, where yeah, where have so. you where have you toured? We've been like all over the country, pretty much like almost every state. I think uh, twice. Awesome. And in uh, my van called Big Mama Blue. That's her name. That's cute. And uh, she's carried us along the way. Um, but we've been you know to like the West Coast, California, like up to New York. I don't think, we haven't been to like Maine. We didn't go like that high up to Maine. Okay, coast, and I'm guessing not Hawaii or Alaska either. Either. No, we didn't. Yeah. Get, we didn't get there. It's hard, it's hard to yet. get. It's hard to get to Hawaii in a van. Yeah, I'm sure they have like some really weird, cool Polynesian punk scene in Hawaii. You know, like, I bet they. Be yeah, really I bet they cool. might. Yeah, they might. Yeah, I haven't been over there yet. Polynesian either. punk. That could be cool, actually. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that could be a cool side project for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'm writing it down as we speak. There we go. <laughs> no, little black book. Um, uh, and it it wouldn't be a punk rock show without it getting at least a little political. So let's talk about your song "Hey Hey America." Yeah. Did you write that recently? Oh uh, no, I wrote that years ago. Really? Yeah. And we ju- we stopped playing it for a while, and we just started playing it again, and I'm really happy about it because I I kind of started hating it, but now I like 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 it again. So it's fun to play, and it really plays into everything that's going on right now. So, yeah. But it wasn't about, you know, necessarily, like, politics at the time. It was about, like, actually politics more so, like, in the music scene, because we were dealing with a lot of, like, ego. I don't know, a lot of, like, opportunists, and, like, not, like, really, I wasn't having any authentic conversations, and it just felt like... I don't know, there's just a lot of judgment, and I was getting really pissed off about it, and then I was, you know, like, being all victim-y and, like, dumb, and so I was just like, oh, the world, you know, is like this, but now it's just perfect because I feel like it's really just about not, you know, just, like, how politicians are just such, they're just, like, I don't know, like, they don't speak for, no, no one's speaking from their heart, you know what I mean? It's yeah, just, I do know what you mean. So, so you grew up in South Florida, and I grew up in South Florida, um, and right. one of the reasons I actually started doing this podcast was to try and create a platform to have more authentic conversations. One, yeah. of, one of my taglines is I don't I don't really do small talk. Yeah. And Florida is this kind of strange place in terms of culture. It's so weird. Yeah, it is. It's just very strange. But there's a lot of really interesting people here. But it's yeah. so it's so decentralized that. Unless you know the right people, or you go to the right places. You'll never, you'll never hear about them. You'll never meet them, and right. and you wind up hanging out with retirees at the beach or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which isn't the worst I thing know. in the world, but still, you know, it's not like I can't do that every day, you know? Yeah, I've definitely had like many different lives in Florida, you know, where like I felt like it was really boring, and I was like around a bunch of old rich people and like you know stuff like that and then you know like i don't know there's just there's a lot of different ways to be here you know yeah for real florida has a strange draw over me i keep moving away and it keeps pulling me back to it i don't know it's a common story i know (laughs) i don't know why but okay so i recently have started considering myself southern because I also grew up partially in Georgia. Do you? Okay. In your bio, it says if you go far enough south, it stops being the south. 
So, yeah. <laughs> but if you're not Southern, then what are you? I mean, like, it's not really, like, down in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, it's not like you're in the South, you it's know? Not. Like, my girl's trying to think, like, you know, it's like Cuba. It's, like <laughs> <laughs> it's Northern Havana, yeah. Yeah, pretty much, and I love it. Like, I Yeah, it, I love know? that I, I know a little bit of Spanish just by growing up there. Yeah, I, yeah I, I should, and I don't know any at all. So. Yeah. <laughs> I I should be fluent. I feel stupid for not for not being fluent. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's silly. Really <sighs> silly. I know. I love it when people assume I don't speak any Spanish and then try to talk smack about me. And I'm like, I understand you. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I may not be able to reply, <laughs> but I know what you're saying. Like, knock it off. That's not cool. That's like a dream of mine. I want to learn <laughs> another language and catch somebody talking about me in the other language and then be able to say that you know like that it's such human nature yeah it's such human nature to talk about other people you can't get too up in arms about it i try not to anymore anyway no but at the same time i try not i I try to keep everything positive you know like if i if i don't have anything nice to say i try not to say anything that's you know yeah yeah i know that's it's a golden rule and it works you know for sure uh, I also I also noticed in your music that you never let your songs get too predictable. You're constantly switching up the tempo and sometimes the style yeah. of the song. Yeah, we don't. I I actually like kind of wish we didn't do that, but we can't like help it. I think we have like pretty short attention spans. Um, <laughs> so I've been like trying to like "Chain to My Love" is like one of our newer songs, and that one's like super uh, sporadic actually. But it's it was meant to be like a, just a really good punk song but of course I was like, go into this blues part you know and, but yeah I would like to just have like some songs that are just like one consistent rhythm that's like the goal but so far whatever you know I like it be- I don't think you need to do that why I mean go you go with the flow you know don't fight it yeah don't try mm-hmm. to yeah I know like control it right yeah, yeah. but it just would be just nice because sometimes I feel like I see our audience and they're like whoa we're gonna dance now and then they start dancing and they're like oh okay it's stopped so we, we can't <laughs> dance and then they try to dance again and they can't and it's like <laughs> you know I feel bad that's funny <laughs> yeah I've, I've noticed in uh in EDM music lately there's this huge trend to just constantly chop it up and you know it's just like yeah. one drop after another and you can't find any kind of groove and i'm like isn't this supposed to be danceable like what what is going on like slow yeah. down <laughs> yeah. everybody's just trying to find the beat they spend the whole night like right. trying to find it yeah and you never find that groove but i don't i don't think your music's like that you can definitely find the groove in your music okay well that's good yeah. that's good it's super from, danceable from you yeah. <laughs> thank you i know not that you know anything about my taste but it's all good <laughs> Um, is there anything is there anything in particular that you'd like to talk about? I think I'll probably just end it by saying, you know, um, that this tour, like this little mini excursion that we've been on um, has been like really uh, helpful and like we uh, feel really motivated now and we're definitely going to be planning on like uh, coming out with like an EP very soon. We're going to um, like record it ourselves and we're definitely going to be going on a couple more tours coming up so we're just like in the workings of that so if whoever's listening if they're interested um just you know just go to our website killmama.com and you know keep your eye out because we well, we're coming <laughs> okay. i guess 
Yeah, I love that you guys are local. I will definitely be coming out to you, to your show again sometime soon. Cool. Yeah, yeah. we wait. definitely want to go. I loved Wet Nurse like so much, and yeah, they were, we're fun. Gonna... They were they were mixing it up during the coat hangers. They were crowd surfing and like they were. Oh the, no way! They were That's the awesome. main instigators in the pit. They were, were the they? yes. They were the they the mosh pit? yes. They definitely did. Uh, it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. That's great. That pit that so got I'm really wild. That. It got so wild that uh, that Rusty, the drummer, had to stop mid song and be like, "Hey, you guys, it's too violent. Like, knock it off." Yeah, it, it got it did get a little crazy. I had a couple like interactions with a few people that it was just like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I was like, I, I was wondering if maybe Will's Pub is like the place where you really just go to get shit faced. But I think honestly, I think people, I just think people love the coat hangers so much they were just psyched. We're yeah. just having a good time, you know. They definitely have a but, lot of like, they were punctures aggressive. there. They were like yes. aggressive. So it was like weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's definitely that's definitely like the the one of the punk rock venues for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it's cool, but then it's also like, all right, you know. Yeah, I don't I don't wanna know? leave I don't wanna leave with a bloody nose. I don't care that yeah. the coat hangers newest album is called Nosebleed Weekend. I really don't wanna right. leave yeah, with a broken true. nose, please. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. They don't want to leave it broken noses, you know? No. This, that's your moneymaker. My face. My face is my, my moneymaker. <laughs> I need that. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't touch this. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Sophie. It's such a pleasure talking to you. I can't wait to see you guys again. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for interviewing us. And, like, I'll let Robbie know. And, yeah, just send me a link and I'll, I'll share it as much as I can. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, thanks so much. That was Poison from Que Lastima, Sophie Sputnik's other band. Thanks to Sophie for calling me up and doing my first phone interview. I really dig that lady's style. They are touring around Florida now. Go see them. This has been, I'm sorry to say, the third to last episode for a while. I have taken a position working on a big-ass boat, which sounds kind of random, but I've actually worked on boats here and there since forever, and... We'll be heading to the Bahamas for a few months. Rough life, right? Basically, my life will be the boat until we get back to Florida in the summer. And I don't know what my schedule will be like and if I'll be able to put out episodes or not. So rather than promise something I can't deliver, I'm just going to hit the pause button because fuck it. There aren't any rules and this is my fucking show. So there, deal with it. I will still be collecting interviews when I can, and I will still be posting about music and events and everything going on in Central Florida, as well as festivals all over the country. So don't be sad. Go out and party on my behalf and follow Mind Altered Podcasts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to be the first to know when the next few episodes come out and to stay up on all those events, comedy, music, and otherwise that will be posted up. Remember that you can find the links to all the music played in this episode over at my 
mindalteredmedia.com. Next week, I'll have comedian Blair Baker on, and then the band Brothers Within will be the last episode for a bit, but not forever. I also have a few more show reviews coming out, like Red Gold Green and The Expendables, as I mentioned, and also one of my longtime favorites, G-Love and the Special Sauce, who co-headlined with Yonder Mountain String Band a couple of weeks ago. I was super excited to see G-Love. I've loved him forever, and it was great to finally see him. So he's going to lead us out today with cold beverages. Catch me next week for the Claire and Blair Show. See ya.